Well, this is kind of a uh, unique experience speaking-wise. I often come into either the chapel or the sanctuary uh, kind of Thursday sometime and kind of work my way through uh, my notes and my manuscript, kind of going over things uh, in the space. And so I'm used to, during the week, speaking the sermon by myself to an empty room, uh, but at least now there's a few of you that uh, are going to bear the weight of this together as uh, folks are joining us online. Um, as we come and take a look at this passage, uh, would you pause for a moment uh, and pray with me? Jesus, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts uh, together be pleasing to you. Would you uh, speak through me or despite me? We thank you that you are a big God, and no matter where we're at this morning, you are speaking to our hearts. Uh, we praise you and thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is a passage of Scripture. It was a lengthy passage of Scripture. And so there's actually a lot to unpack in this passage. It's it's familiar passage to many of us, this story of the Samaritan woman at the well. But I want this morning to tell you about uh, this story as uh, the woman that Jesus never should have met. This is the story that really should never have taken place. Jesus stops in a Samaritan city, something no self-respecting Jew would choose to do. John tells us that it's about noon, or I think uh, some versions say about the sixth hour. In other words, it's in the heat of the day. Most uh, women and children that would have gone to the well to get water for whatever, they're cooking, they're cleaning, whatever needs they had, would have come in the cool of the day. In the morning, maybe they would have waited uh, and come again in the evening. But this woman comes in the middle of the day. This woman hasn't come with the others. When she comes, Jesus asks her for a drink. And the Samaritan woman recognizes right away that this whole encounter is a little off. And she says, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? And in just in case uh, us as readers don't get the point, uh, John spells it out for us when he says that Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. And Jesus begins to talk to the woman about a different kind of water. Uh, last week we shared a story about a guy named Nicodemus and him just kind of missing the point, not get, getting what Jesus is really talking about. And here again, this is another story about a woman who just quite doesn't quite get what Jesus is talking about. She doesn't quite understand that Jesus is offering new life, refreshment, and rest. She's maybe picturing indoor plumbing or some way of moving the well closer to her house so that she has a steady access of water. <clears throat> Jesus asks her then to go and get her husband. She's been married multiple times, and now she is uh, shacking up with some other dude. 
seems that, uh, the, what's the country song, that everyone's famous in a small town? That's true of this woman. We're starting to see why this woman has come in the middle of the day to the well. In a small town uh, like this probably was, you don't get married five times and then start living with some other guy without people in the town noticing and talking. It happened then, it happens now. In the middle of this conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well, uh, the disciples return from running their errands in town. And they see Jesus talking to this Samaritan woman. He's talking to a Samaritan. He's talking to a woman without her husband. And John notes that none of the disciples want to ask Jesus what's going on. They all are thinking the question, they're asking themselves, but none of them wants to ask the rabbi why he's bothering talking to this woman. Maybe they're uh, afraid of the answer. Maybe they think that their good rabbi is now shaming himself by having this conversation with a Samaritan woman. This is a woman that Jesus should never talk to. She doesn't worship in the right place. She's probably got a messed up perception of God, at least as far as the Jews are concerned. She's certainly uneducated, but more, she's got a baggage and she's got a history. She's the talk of the town and not in a good kind of way. In Jesus' world, there is no good reason for him to be talking to her. And yet he does. He reveals that he knows everything about her. He knows her past. He knows her present. He knows he sees through her facade he sees through the pain underneath and he loves her. He invites her to know more about this living water. And Jesus here reveals himself more than just Messiah. He says, I am. And when Jesus says, I am, he is recalling the words uh, back in Exodus. When Moses is on the mountain with the burning bush, Moses asks, who are you? Who should I say is, is sending me to your people? And God says, I am. And it's these words of God that Jesus uses here. This conversation should never take place, but it does. In Jesus' world, he was uh, surrounded by people trying to gain honor and respect, trying to have everybody recognize how holy they were. Uh, the Pharisees wanted to pe people to see their holiness and recognize the hard work that they had put into being holy. They were holier than thou. And they made sure everybody knew it. This could be a hit to Jesus' reputation and honor by stopping to speak to this Samaritan woman at the well. 
What's he doing talking to a Samaritan hussy like this? Jesus knows that his holiness isn't in question. Others may ask. They may think their questions like the disciples. But Jesus reaches out to a human being in need. A human being who is hurting and broken. Yeah, she needs water. That's why she comes to the well. That's the the physical need she has. But more, she needs to know life worth living. Not in the shadows, not in the, the lonely midday heat of the well. She needs to have someone know her and to love her. Maybe she thinks that she knows what love is about. After all, in her mind, maybe she's been loved by six different guys. But now she experiences someone who has taken time to sit down and to talk with her, who knows everything about her and yet loves her. Jesus isn't after a sterling reputation here. He's not trying to convince the public of his perceived holiness. He is holy, and he's reaching out to the hurting. You know, we have lots of Samaritan women at the wells in our world. And I'm not trying to figure out who's right or wrong in this list. I'm just naming folks who are marginalized in our society. That might be refugees or immigrants. That might be the addicted or the poor that we were uh, singing about earlier, bringing everything of who they are. That might be homeless. That might be Muslims, people of other faiths. That might be folks in the LGBTQ community. Jesus names the the brokenness of the woman, and yet here there is no condemnation. Now let me tell you a little bit different story. It's the story of the synagogue in Hershey, Palestine. Hershey, Palestine uh, was a Jewish village not far from the Samaritan well. Hershey was a village founded by Milton S. Hershey a land flowing in milk, chocolate, and honey. And in the middle of Hershey, Palestine, was a beautiful synagogue, and it had been there for years. It had beautiful columns out front that reflected the columns of the temple in Israel. It was, well, usually uh, filled with folks who loved God and tried to honor the Torah. They had an awesome new rabbi, Rabbi Adama Omstein, They had uh, amazing shofar players, the best. They hated to toot their own horns, um, but they did, because that's what a shofar is. It was a great place to worship. It was filled with people who loved God and studied the Torah. But the people of the synagogue in Hershey, Palestine, never met the Samaritan woman. They opened the synagogue doors every Sabbath. 
that there wasn't a pandemic. But the woman never stepped foot inside the synagogue. And it wasn't just because the synagogue was on a back dead-end road in Hershey. Because where does Jesus meet the woman? He meets her at the well in the middle of the day. If Jesus expects the Samaritan woman who has made her way around town to show up in the synagogue on Saturday, it ain't going to happen. A Samaritan woman of her reputation isn't suddenly going to show up at the synagogue. You know, in our world, um, times have changed. Our society is, is different. There was a time where a congregation opened its doors and people came. For centuries, the the church abided by the the field of dreams mantra. If you build it, they will come. That's not the world that we have anymore, for better or for worse. The Samaritan woman is at the well at noon. And so if Jesus wants to meet this woman, if he wants to minister to this woman, if he wants to share about new life with her, if he wants to reveal himself as Messiah, Christ, and I am, then he has to go to Samaria. And he has to go to the well. And he's going to have to go at noon in the heat of the day. He's going to have to risk his reputation and perceived holiness. Look, if all we do is open the front doors on a Sunday and have a worship service in our building. And I don't care how good the organ and the choir sound or how awesome the praise band sounds. I don't care how uh, great a speaker we bring in is. Honestly, if someone wants to hear an organ recital, they can go hear an organ recital. If they want to go hear a concert, there's other places they can go for just a concert. And you can sit at home and find pretty awesome TED Talk videos if you want to be inspired. If that's all we do, I don't think we'll ever have a conversation or get to meet the Samaritan woman at the well. Because the Samaritan woman goes to the well at noon. And if you want to share the good news of the water of life, of Jesus the Messiah that is Christ, chances are you're going to have to show up at the well at noon. We're going to have to be with people. We're going to have to get to know them and love them. Love them uh, not just to turn them into a project, but to really see them and care about them and start to reveal the good news at work in their life. Then maybe we can invite them to be a part of our recovery group that meets at Spring Creek. Where the recovering rich and the recovering poor, the recovering abused and and broken, the recovering offenders and offended come and worship together a, a Savior who comes to redeem and to renew and to restore us. Then we can invite others to come and find living water, come and find new life and healing 
in the I am of Jesus. If we want to have a conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well, we have to go meet with her. We have to go where she is, not just expecting that she's going to suddenly, magically show up here. Amen.